and welcome to episode 408 of Outlandish Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. With me, I have Justin. Blah, 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 music. And me. That's it. Jeremy's a little under the weather right now, so uh, I didn't even really reach out to him to see if he could make it because I just felt like he should get rest and everything. And Yeah, he's got he's got something going on. Uh, um, we don't we don't really know anything more than that. It's, an, it's a it's a long term. It's a it's he's, it's an issue he's had for a while. We'll yeah, it's nothing. It's not as like far this, as I'm aware, I don't, it's not like I don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it. Um, right. Because that's his private information. But I also don't want you to think like, oh, <laughs> we're hiding. I'm not even going to say <laughs> yeah. we're hiding something serious. As far as we know, it's not. Yeah. Uh, all right, Justin, what's what's up, man? What's going on? You know, it's funny because um, I went to I thought about something I wanted to talk about on the show. And I went and I thought, like, did I have did I have some podcast notes? I felt like I had some. And I went and sure enough, I did. And we haven't podcasted in so long that the note I wanted to make was Patriots win again as it should be. <laughs> so right after the Super Bowl, I had thoughts. Yeah. Uh, and we did we did try to podcast like we have tried to podcast uh, recently. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to I mean, I'm not even that's been so long. I, I, I don't even remember what remember what my thoughts were. I think it had something to do with the, the Rams NFL. Sucked. Yeah, like yeah, the Ram fuck the Rams as someone who has a lot of friends in St. Louis and is close to how everything went down there. Um so I definitely didn't want them to win because fuck their owner. Uh and uh you know, there's a lot of shitty things about the NFL and the Patriots tend to stick it to the NFL as an organization. So, you know, whatever. Let them win. Um yeah, but I feel like the Rams would would not have gone to the White House where the Patriots probably will. Oh yeah, because Tom Brady has you know he's got a MAGA hat. I think I know he has spoken supportively, or, or he's like played golf with Trump. I think, yeah, yeah. There, I there is so. that. There is that. You know, but but yeah, whatever. I mean, whatever. So any other? I mean, what was the other notes? What's going on? Oh, um, I finished the adventure mode for Smash Ultimate last last night. Uh, okay, the adventure mode for for those that don't know. Uh, you know, uh, Super Smash Brothers, long long running franchise. It's it's a fighting game, but if you've ever played the game, you know that it's not like most fighting games. Um, but uh, I, I, most of the versions don't have a very deep single player mode. It's, I mean, I, in fact, I don't think it was. I think the second one for GameCube had like kind of a single player, but it was very loose. Um, in this game, I'm not going to go to, I mean, like, there's no cuts. Well, there are cut scenes, actually. There's no, like, dialogue in the single player mode. It's not like a full story per se, but I was very pleasantly surprised at how much there was. This is the mode where, um, if you watch the trailers, uh, this enemy appears and appears to kill everybody, <laughs> In the Smash universe, like all the characters in the game, except for Kirby, who's the only one to get away. Um, and then it takes their souls or whatever, their spirits, and uses them as puppets, as enemy puppets. So basically the mode is you going around this 2D map fighting all these um, spirits. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know exactly. It tells you how long you've spent. I want to say I passed the 30-hour mark. Uh that's a there's, lot of time. 
Yeah, there's like 600 some odd spirits that you can collect. That is effectively, you know, 600 plus fights. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, there's a lot to go through. And there, it's it's even more than you think it is when you get in there. I won't say more than that. But um, uh, I, 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 I would say towards the end, I was starting to like, okay, I feel like I've... I've done this. I've done a lot of this. So I was just kind of pushing through the last few fights. Uh, but uh, all in all, I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a whole lot more than I expected to. Um, I'm definitely not anywhere close to being a good Smash player because there are all kinds of techniques. Well, I'll just say this. Like a basic technique is to use the shield, the the block where, where your character puts the shield up. I basically never do that. Um Sounds like uh, Dark Souls. It's actually the opposite of Dark Souls, but yeah, kind of Dark Souls in a way because Dark Souls has a parry. I just remember you saying like, "I didn't really block in Dark Souls." Like you're like, no, you. I mean, you must be remembering it wrong because um, the times I've played, I've always had the biggest, harshest shield I could uh, because I block as 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 much as I can, (laughs) Uh, block and roll. I never parried. There's a whole system where you can parry attacks, and that's apparently really good. Um, oh, that's probably what you're remembering. It's, that's got to be totally it, because the, at the end of the uh, first Dark Souls game, I had never learned to parry, because you didn't really have to, until the very last boss fight where you have to parry. I mean, maybe you don't have to parry. There are probably ways to beat that boss that are really hard without parrying, but I had to go learn to parry and come back to him to beat him. Um so yeah, Smash is kind of the same way. Uh, there there are like air dodges and there's a parry system in Smash. I don't do any of that shit. Um, and I don't plan to. I don't... I like playing Smash at the level that I play it at. I don't have any interest in getting online. I might I might hop online a little bit just to, just to see what it's like. But I suspect it's the kind of thing where as soon as I get my ass yeah. stomped by somebody... Don't do it. Or, right, like, I just, I don't see it ending well, uh, so why bother? Um, I've enjoyed my time playing against the CPU. Um, I've even, I've even, there are several fights uh, where I kind of mat, I kind of, I kind of did it the mat way, which is, you know, it is fun to go into that, into a, a match with just like your overpowered shit and just smash the fuck out of the CPU. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really good. If you've always kind of been into smash, but you wanted more from a smash game than just, you know, load into um, the arcade or play versus the CPU, then this is definitely worth checking out. Uh, Really, really enjoyed playing. You know, it's also, you know, it's a walk down memory lane. There's a ton of, ton of characters from video games. Uh, it's also kind of funny because uh, you can tell that it's made in Japan because some of the characters that you can fight against are characters from games that I have never fucking heard of as someone who has paid attention to video games a lot since the 80s. Uh, had to look up a few of them and be like, what the fuck? What? Uh that was a Mega Man villain from the Japanese version uh, <laughs> of, you know, Final Fantasy something. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, it did combine so, two damn fucking games in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the game has, the game has, you can fight as Mega Man and you can fight as Cloud. So it has uh, Mega Man 
it was uh, Final uh, Fantasy stuff in it. It was it was a game. It was a villain from the TCG inside uh, Witcher Three. <laughs> that would be a deep cut. I kind of wish they would add the Witcher. That would be a, that would be a good character. But they've added the Witcher to Soul Calibur, so Soul I don't know Calibur. if the, if they'll do that. Yeah, good game. Um, I feel I'm still gonna play on it a little bit. Like uh, every every character's arcade mode. You know, the classic fight through a series of more difficult um, challenges, not challenges like it's like it's like it's their fights against other characters in the game. And they're usually they usually get harder. Um, every single characters and there are 74 of them has a specially built arcade uh, uh, ladder that is based on that character. So that's kind of cool. I'm interested in, you know, seeing what they've done there. Um, with with some of the characters, but I've also played a lot of this game, so you know I'm looking forward to not playing it anymore and playing something new. Um, so that's that's Smash. Uh, game of Thrones season eight is coming in April. This is the I, I believe it's the final season. I need to look this up. I don't I don't think they've split the final season. Game of Thrones season eight final uh, eighth and final season. Okay. So Jennifer has she she read the books before the series was even started the, the before the uh, television series was even started and she watched so basically she read the first four seasons yeah basically <laughs> four to five I mean like there's a lot that diverges and also like some of the storylines go further than others in the books but yeah it's complicated yeah so. Uh, and, and then she's watched like the first, I think she said the first three seasons and then, um, just kind of like never got around to it or was wanting, she likes to watch television with someone else so that she has someone to talk to about it. That totally makes sense. Uh, so I have been wanting to rewatch the series leading into the final season because I've only ever watched any of it. I think you talked about this back in January. Yeah, probably. I mean, we've we've been watching for it a while. Uh, so we are on season six. We're a couple episodes into that, and it's still really good. Uh, again, um, binging the series, binging any television show is absolutely the way I like to do it because when, especially a show like this where they like to reference something that happened three or four seasons ago. You know, that's something that I watched three or four weeks ago as opposed to three or four fucking years ago and have no idea what they're talking about or have to go look it up and be told this is important. I mean, there is a character that changes significantly like and and they're a side character that changes roles significantly from the first season up until this season. They're they're I'll just say that they're a uh, like a relative like a Lannister that is not one of the main Lannisters, just like a a, a a a a a side Lannister, and he is a different character. I mean, he's the same character, but he he keeps popping up in different roles. And when I originally watched the show, I I I did not tie together this character through the series. I recognized when the other characters were like, oh, that's so and so, and you know, I probably looked him up to be like, oh, okay, I, I don't really remember that guy. But what being able to watch it basically night to night and watch it effectively all at once. It's, it's really nice being able to keep it up with all the characters. Um, 
there is a major thing that happens to a character early in seven season six that I remember thinking was kind of silly at the time because I thought the show had never given any indication that 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 this thing that happens was possible. Rewatching the series, I realized, oh no, they actually they actually did this to a different character way back in season two or three. And I just forgot because, again, keeping up with a show, especially a show that complicated between seasons is difficult. So I'm just, you know, just reiterating again how much I'm enjoying rewatching the series. I still think it's a really good television series. I mean, we, there's hardly I mean, there's really nothing like it, in my opinion, nothing, nothing fantasy wise that has gotten such a budget that has, you know, such a wide cast of characters and you know several characters I like. And, and I do like that terrible things happen <laughs> to main characters um not as surprising obviously having seen it before but um on the rewatch it's still really good do you think that you'll ever go back to it do you think that like once it's done maybe you'll sit down and watch through it or i thought about trying to pick it back up mm-hmm. but then i was like man it's a lot of fucking time it is but like, you know it's it's know. For for my purposes, it's hard for me to find a television. I, I really like getting into a television show that has several seasons. When I sat down and watched Buffy and Angel, and I realized like halfway through the first season of Buffy that I was really loving it. And knowing that I've got so many seasons, it's like really rewarding. And it's like sitting down to a big dinner of a bunch of delicious things to eat. So, yeah, um, I mean, I was just thinking like that. I'm investing a lot of time to watch characters that I've invested time in die probably. <laughs> so it's like, or, or uh, horrible things happen too. Yeah. I mean, I, under- like, I understand. Uh, it takes a, it, yeah, it takes a, it takes a certain kind of person to be, to be into that kind of thing. Anything else? Oh, I had something else written down here. We went snowshoeing. Yeah. Up on in the uh, backyard. <laughs> no. Although we did get 17 inches of snow. Uh, last week, and uh, that's definitely know, the most snow. I'm supposed to say I know because I measured it with my penis. Eh, well, it was too cold for that. Um, my, my 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 the tip touched the bottom. The tip, and uh, you know, it's gonna need a little more snow than that. <laughs> Mother Nature, I can stick it in you deep. Mother Nature, still penetrate uh, the earth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, like that was crazy because I have never lived in, I mean, living in Arkansas, uh, I think, I think when I was about eight years old, you ended that statement with, I have never lived. Oh, it was meant to be a hyphen. Like I was never lived. I uh, lived in Arkansas. Like like, (laughs) I've never lived before until I lived in Washington. Uh, living in Arkansas, we don't get a lot of snow. And I think I think the most I remember getting was when I was eight years old. We got almost a foot, and that was really exciting. Uh, since then, I don't think I've ever seen us get more than like five inches. So it was really exciting uh, living in a place that got you know we had we had a foot by the weekend, and then it snowed some more through the weekend and into Monday. Um, it's it's I don't know. It was exciting. It was crazy it was a little scary because there were people losing power <laughs> um but uh so then deciding we hadn't had enough snow we uh drove up to hurricane ridge which is about two hours from our house up in the olympic mountains we went up we were gonna go up sunday and we did we did go up sunday morning uh but uh 
I follow the, they actually have a Twitter account that is just for the road to Hurricane Ridge during the winter uh, to let you know if it's open. They, they, they keep, they, they plow it on the weekends so that uh, people can go up and ski or snowboard or, you know, water or winter uh, snow sports. And um, this was the, on Sunday morning, they had had some snow the night before. And so they opened it late and it was the first time that they required the first time that season that they had required you to put chains on to go up. And, uh, that was, that's, that's not a good sign. That means it's, uh, fairly slick getting up. I mean, you can imagine they've got, they've got 72 inches of snow of a snowpack up on top. So, uh, and, and, and they, they plow the roads, but there's like, I mean, you're, you're basically driving on compacted snow and ice for, I would say 80% of the path. They just kind of put some dirt out and it gets packed down. So it's, it's not too bad. Um, presumably most times, but you know, our first time up there and with them requiring chains and also the fact that we were expecting clear skies that day and it was uh, very cloudy. We just decided to turn back, um, and come back the next day on President's Day because we have President's Day off. And so President's Day was much better. They were open on time. They did not require you have you have to carry chains to go up in case things get bad, but they didn't require chains. And uh it wasn't bad. I, I think we slipped a couple times, but um yeah, they plow it pretty good. And so um we rented snowshoes and walked around on top of six feet of snow. And uh it was good visibility what's, and it was a really what's, what's the price of snowshoe rentals? It was uh, $18 a pair. Is that for like the day? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Were they know, the same price as skis? Ooh, I didn't look. I don't think so. I mean, I hmm. guess I don't know. Uh, so, you know, not so bad, you, but at the same they, time, snow, go ahead. Sorry. Are they just large tennis rackets? You know, it's funny you ask that because I, I, I realized I was looking. Jennifer actually owns a pair. Uh-huh. And I was looking at them, and they didn't look anything like I expected. And then I remembered that, oh, yeah, the only idea of snowshoes I have in my head are, like, the 1800s style, you know, wood with netting. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the newer versions are much more high-tech. Your foot is actually on, like, a pivot so that that the the, the actual contact with the ground rotates separately from your foot and that's so it can you know plant better on um angles there's you know metal teeth on the in the in the bottoms basically cleats so like it really grips the snow especially if you're walking on a you know a compacted path um and uh there's different there were different kinds of snowshoes like we actually rented a smaller uh footprint which is easier to walk on but they're better. They're really. They're re- they're made for compacted paths like we were on. And in fact, when we got off the path a little bit, your your foot was still going down into the snow a little because that snow's not compacted. And he was and the guy at the uh, at the riddle counter was talking about the different types and how you know these these are more for um, well you know, walk walking on walking on trails and uh, more compacted uh, snow. But it was pretty cool. There's quite a few people up there. You know, um, and it, it's it was it was interesting. Uh, Jennifer said that, you know, if we if we liked doing it, we should I should definitely get my own pair because you can get a pair for like less than a couple hundred dollars, a really good pair. Um, and then we can go snowshoe, 
go snowshoe wherever we want, as opposed to having to go somewhere Jesus. that rents them. Yeah, but that's like you'd have to go snowshoe like at least ten times. Yeah, you're not wrong, but you would you would also have a pair that you like that you're comfortable with. Um, Better have those till I'm seventy. <laughs> you could though. That's the other thing is like. You know, once you buy a pair, there's no reason. <laughs> there's not much to wear out a pair of snowshoes. Really, the, the worst thing you might worry about is not leaving them out to dry like they're supposed to be, and then you know, getting rust or water to water is a universal solvent, so it can it can fuck some shit up. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll do it again. Um, I would like to do. I would like to do the traditional snowshoeing across, you know, flat ground somewhere. I think that would be cool. Also to avoid any kind of <laughs> avalanche danger. Um, but yeah, it was cool. If you want to see pictures, I put them on my Twitter account. And then the other thing I kind of wanted to, to discuss was the Activision layoff situation. You heard about this, right? I think you and I went back and forth on yeah. it. Yeah. We talked about it on Twitter. Um, and I'm reacting as much to like, I'm, I'm more, I would say I'm more liberal minded and I and the people I follow on Twitter tend to be more uh, liberal. And I've I just I just saw a lot of stuff. Like I listen to the Waypoint podcast. They're they're a very progressive um, liberal games podcast. And I just I just saw a lot of stuff that I just kept. I just it all puts a sour taste in my mouth. So Activision they had a their fiscal whatever you call it the um, earnings report. I guess they are a public company. So they're report to their shareholders is publicized and what they did all in one day. And it was, it was bad PR. Like I can't believe they, they did this all in one day because it, it did look bad because basically they came out and said, once again, we have had record profits and then immediately said, however, it was not as high as what we expected. And then in the same report said, also we're laying off, uh, I think they said like 8% of their workforce, which someone did the math and figured it's about 800 people. And they, they said that they're not, they're not uh, firing, they're not laying off game developers. They're mostly laying off people. I think they said in publishing and in esports. And so there was quite IT a bit of hub. I think there was some IT stuff. Yeah, probably. I mean, administrative, right? Like as a games company, the 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 non talent, I guess you might say, um, not the the the. Yeah, I'll just stick with like maybe not administrative, but like uh, yeah, I get you. You know what I mean? Like the office workers, the people you need people that aren't the in company. the fucking credits of the game, Justin. Well, usually those, yeah, I think fuck so. yourself. Those people are important, Justin. They have names yeah, they, like yeah. Tom Jackson, who, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah. Uh, so. A lot of I saw immediate backlash, which was it was kind of interesting because there was there was backlash from from people who are like, "Grr, corporations bad," and I'm usually one of those people. That's the thing is I'm usually like, "Yeah, I think that big corporations tend to be greedy in an unethical way, especially the bigger they get." Um, but it just really bugged me because people acted like the fact that they acted as though Activision, you know, posting record profits. And laying people off was inherently bad. Like that was bad. Active, like they acted like back to Activision was being a bad company, and that it was bad that they just hired a CEO and gave him a fifteen million dollar signing bonus, 
it's it's bad that the CEO gets paid like 321 times the average employee and just all these like gar capitalism. And I I agree that there are issues with that. Um, you know, people made comparisons to Scandinavia. Scandinavia is kind of like a lot of those countries are gold standards in um, like happiness indexes and 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 really like worker friendly uh, pay rates and maternity leaves and benefits and this, that, and the other and, and fair quote unquote fair CEO pay. But the thing that bothers me about it is, is it's like these people are just saying, Ooh, Activision bad without like reading the climate of what it is to be a major company in America. Uh, first of all, if a company says, Hey, yes, we just because a company posts record profits, doesn't mean that it doesn't need that it doesn't need to or shouldn't do things to streamline their workforce. Let me put it this way: uh, Heroes of the Storm had a had a uh, uh, there was a there was a hubbub um, in December because Heroes of the Storm they basically said that they were rolling back a whole lot of esports for Heroes of the Storm and and kind of killing esports for Heroes of the Storm because go figure it's not doing all that well you know people watch league of legends they watch uh, dota 2 that's what people want to play heroes of the storm's not doing so good so you know they're rolling that back also activision you know let's talk about let's talk about that for a second okay okay i mean like so i guess my problem with that is is that something can't become successful unless you continue to support it like even through the bad times. Like if you are wanting heroes of the storm to be competitive with and be in part of this esports area, mm-hmm. you just don't go out. Well, a lot of people aren't playing. Let's just cut it. You should like try to, I mean, it could easily be more encourageable if you took some of that $1.8 billion profit and threw it into esports. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just feel like there was a, a lot of people that were you know, I, I I mean, granted, nobody should probably like base their entire livelihood of income off of esports, but um, I don't know. I just felt like it was an abandonment of one a- revenue stream of theirs to just cut it off instead of I don't know. I mean, maybe they have explored it. Maybe that maybe they did invest two or three more years in it than they should have. I don't know, but I don't know. It, I just felt like. You have that, what you're talking about is record profits, and you talk about, I think of diversif- diversifying your 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 uh, resources there, and uh, them cutting off one of their main uh, games, which is, like, you know, what is it? They said one of their four, is it four? Diablo, WoW. Hearthstone, oh, I guess five. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean... I mean, I, I I hear what you're saying, and yeah, I mean, if that's the thing is like if they had tried it for six months, and we we've seen game companies launch a game and then have it like an online game. I think um, Cliff Blazinski's company they launched a hero shooter. I want to say last year, and within four or five months, they had to say, "Yeah, we're shutting down. It's not it's not doing." <laughs> It's not doing what it needs to. Now, that's that's a small game company. And yeah, Activision Blizzard has the ability to to put money into something and force it. But, you know, they did give it a shot because here's the storm has been around like three or four years. I think that they have 
pushed it as 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 much as they can. I mean, yeah, they could like absolutely like pump of as much you know money as they wanted to into prize pools, but I feel like I mean, ultimately, like we don't know, right? Like someone that knows the game better than us could probably say, yeah, they gave it enough time, or no, they didn't give enough time. I feel like I've heard about Heroes of the Storm for a while, and I felt like at least for the last year, who's playing that? Like, when are they going to have to say, sorry, we're not doing that anymore? So my point being is like, I can at least understand if esports is not doing as well as they expected, because Overwatch is not doing as well as they, they hoped or expected. And I expect to see that rolled back sooner or later. And if, and the other thing was another group they referenced as having layoffs was publishing. Well, that makes sense too. We're all go moving to a digital era. Not only are we moving to a digital era, but companies like Activision and EA are figuring out, you know, for better or worse, that, hey, we can make a lot of money off loot boxes and skins and this, that, and the other. You know, that's how Fortnite, Fortnite's a free fucking game, but Epic makes like, I don't even know how many millions of dollars in profit a week <laughs> off that f- stupid fucking game because people are putting money into buying skins. So again, better or worse, but if 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 a company realizes like, hey, we we can make we're we're not we don't need as many people in publishing and we don't need as many people in esports and we can streamline our business, then it behooves them to do so. And in fact, I learned from uh Jennifer that shareholders actually have the ability to sue management of a company if they think that the company is being ran poorly. So I just I just feel frustrated reacting to the idea these people are like, oh, it's horrible that these people are getting laid off. When I'm when in my head I'm thinking like if a company doesn't need a group anymore, doesn't need certain people anymore, what are they gonna do? Just pay them to be there? Like, oh, out of the goodness of our hearts, we don't need we don't need you anymore. We're just gonna just pay you to come into work and do nothing. It it, it just well, I don't know. It feels like a it feels like a breakdown in basic business understanding to just say like, erg layoffs bad. Well, I think the the, the issue though is is that so wait you needed them when you were making less profit. You know, like oh so last year when you only made one point one billion dollars in profit, you didn't need to lay off eight hundred people. But when you've made one point eight billion dollars in profit, now you need to lay off eight hundred. I don't. It, that's the. I think that's the problem. Is like, what what happened in between last year, this year, whatever, where you ended up having to lay off people? Like, what? My thing is and that. Yet, mm-hmm. My thing is that like, well, could you not find another avenue for these employees? I mean, I mean, like, is. Like, I guess it is like, usually you only hear about layoffs when there's bad shit happening. You're right. And, and yeah, and that is, that is a, that is a sticky aspect to it. And I think it's why people are jumping on this so much because yeah, if, if a company is not doing well and they have layoffs, you're like, well, that sucks for those people. But obviously the company's not doing well. What are they going to do? They have announced that they are hiring game developers. So if you like, I I don't think a business restructuring, even while it's being successful, means that they're screwing their employees. I just, I just can't get next to this automatic vitriol. And people are like, oh, people need to unionize. And, you know, there are cases where union unionization is important, but I don't know how being unionized would have 
kept them being laid off. I mean, maybe it would give them a better severance package, but you know, they also have said that that there was a blizzard post um, about specifically about some of these um, um, people being laid off and they, and, you know, we don't know the details. This could be bullshit corporate speak, but they said that they will be giving um, significant severance packages and they will be helped to find new jobs. So I, I don't know. It just mostly I'm just reacting to this anti like it just seemed like a simple reaction to say, especially blaming Activision instead of blaming the capitalist system that we that we have going on in this country that allows for a company to be posting a profit and then laying people off. Like if you have a problem with how Activision handled this, you have a problem with the government, not Activision. You know, well, that's the way I see it. Hate the game, not the player. I, all I can think of is that. So were were people just were these 800 employees just like sitting around twiddling their thumbs? I mean, like, because all I can think of is like the day after this happens, all that responsibility that those people had is now dumped onto other people. Like, was there not enough responsibility at Blizzard? I mean, like, was it, was it spread too thin? I just don't, I can't comprehend being profitable and then being like, there's not enough work for these 800 people to do. I guess we should just fire them. Like, I just, I mean, I can't fathom it. I cannot fathom me having, me having a business to where I've hired an additional 800 people where there's not work to do or something has happened and I'm making record profits. I just, well, I, I'll, it, it I'll give an example that maybe it'll make it up. Maybe it'll make it make more sense. And this is just like an out of my ass example, but I think this is something that could happen because gaming is something that changes regularly. You know, battle Royale was nothing three, two years ago, three years ago. And then PUBG and Fortnite made it the most popular thing on the fucking planet. Right. So let's say you've got a company and you think based on three or four years ago, esports is the future. Esports is going to be one of our major revenue streams. Let's invest in esports and you, you hire a bunch of people to run your esports department. In the meantime, you find out that in game purchases are the future and releasing free games with like in game purchases. And so you're able to capitalize on that with Black Ops or whatever. And so while at the same time that your esports, like esports starts to decline and not be a revenue stream, you're making money hand over fist because you're selling skins and loot boxes to people. So you go forward a year and you realize, hey, uh, we don't need these esports people. So you're you're making profit. You're still doing like amazing because you're able to capitalize on the whole in you know the the way games are shifting. But also you don't need these esports people anymore because that's on the wayside, and you don't need these people to help you with the in game item production because that's just like a few animators or you know skin designers. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna cut the people you don't need in esports. And you're going to refocus on this more streamlined thing that, frankly, doesn't require as many people. Like, that's that's the way I can see it going down. And that's, I don't know if that's what's happened. Um, it's honestly kind of funny because it makes me think about, you know, Fortnite is making, I don't even, I, I could look it up. But they announced something recently that was just mind-boggling to me. That like hundreds of millions of dollars, um, basically pure profit. And, and it's often been said that like game publishers or companies like Epic are actually like they make more money doing that than 
big blockbuster movie companies make, you know, gambling on a movie and hoping that it becomes a worldwide success. And I often wonder, like, why the fuck does Disney even like, <laughs> like, why do they make so many movies? They should be trying to make more video games and capturing the audience there because like it costs it costs a lot less to make something like that. And, it you know, it's a guaranteed like four hundred million dollars to put out a blockbuster movie. So I don't know. That's my that's my point. Like businesses, businesses are complicated, especially large ones. And I just I don't like the idea of assuming that Activision is being unethical or being a bad actor just because they laid people off while at the same time, you know, announcing record profits. Yeah, just I would probably something say is, that just, they're not they're not good at having a contingency plan. Like they don't have something in the back, you know, on the back burner that where stuff can roll over to. So like, um, let's say heroes of the storms dying out. Like they don't have a game that's coming out. That's going to be released to where they could shift staff. You know, I, that's been, I think that's been a problem with blizzard, just in Activision blizzard, just in general, like their game publishing is kind of shitty, isn't it? You mean as far as like not producing enough games? Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, I mean, Blizzard infamously, uh, you know, they don't put a game out until it's polished to the point that they want. And I like that about Blizzard. I mean, I've realized with all the the amount of time I played Overwatch and WoW, there is no other game I've put near as much time into as those two games. Like, I still think they make quality games. I didn't like Heroes of the Storm, uh, but it just wasn't for me. So I'm okay with them not having a regular um, schedule of pumping out games. Part of that is because I think there's enough games in the market. And you're right about Activision. Like, they just, you know, so this kind of coincided with them cutting ties with Bungie and letting Bungie have Destiny. Destiny and Destiny 2 were Activision, like, partnered games. You can play Destiny, I guess, maybe you can't play, I assume you can't play Destiny out of um, Battle.net anymore. I'm actually clicking on it. It looks like you still can, so I don't know when that's going to separate. But, you know... So to your point, yeah, like it's, you know, they're basically doubling down on Call of Duty when they really need to be trying new things because anybody can tell you that you can't ride one thing forever. <laughs> they have, they've ridden Call of Duty for a long time. And if, you know, it's probably the gold standard in riding something into the ground and it's still working for you because it still sells really well. But yeah, you have to imagine it's going to bite them in the ass eventually. At the same time, I don't yeah. think that you just, I don't know. I'm trying to think. A company, like, what else do they have? Yeah, I mean, like, surely they've released, like, single-player games and shit, right? I feel like they have, but, yeah, besides Call of Duty, I don't know what else they've published. Yeah, like, at least EA is, EA is another, I would uh, say EA is very comparable to Activision in that they tend to pump out, like, Battlefield games every year. Um, but EA has, you know... They were smart enough to uh, make partnerships, exclusive partnerships with the fucking NFL, as we all know, and uh, FIFA. I think um, I don't know if they have a partnership with the NHL. NBA. Yeah, probably that. I know they have an exclusivity contract with uh, uh, Disney for Star Wars games. Like oh it's been shitty because I think that they have squandered those opportunities for the most yeah. part. And I'm pissed at the NFL and Disney and whoever else for those partnerships. But at least EA is smart enough that 
you know, they're, they, they, they regularly pump out games. They just put out Anthem, which I hear is kind of crap. Uh, you know, they put out another Mass Effect game last year. Again, crap. Uh, they put out but at least, Legends. Yeah, so that's a great example. You know, they were smart enough to partner up with Respawn, ironically made up of the main developers of the original creators of Call of Duty, to put out Apex Legends, and that has done amazing. It's Apex Legends has done way better than I expected um, because I just thought that, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to break into a zeitgeist like Battle Royale when you've already got two big players, but they did it. And from what I understand, Apex Legend is the new most popular. Now, PUBG is still very popular overseas, and obviously Fortnite is still popular with the kids, but kids are finicky, and they're going to move on from Fortnite, and Apex Legends is doing well. So that's that's a big hit for EA, because it's doing ridiculously well for them. So EA is a smarter company in that way than Activision. And yeah, like, I really want to look up now. I have no idea what else Activision has. I think they have Candy Crush, I heard. Yeah, I think they have that mobile side of the games. Yeah, so they probably have like some real cash cow. <laughs> Tencent? It's like Tencent, right? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Tencent has, they might have, I don't know, products. List of Activision games. I'm just going to organize down to like the recent fucking, really? This is not in order? Are you shitting me? Fucking alphabetical. So they've got, um, apparently they are making a Crash Team Racing game. Okay, so they're the publisher of, uh, the uh, the Dark Souls people are making a new game. Apparently, they they partnered up to publish help publish that. But yeah, 2018, uh, 2018 releases uh, remakes of the Spiral games, remakes of the uh, or yeah, update remakes of the Crash Bandicoot and Call of Duty Black Ops. That's all they put out in 2018. 2019, a new a new Crash Team Racing game and this uh, this Dark Souls game. 2017, it was Call of Duty and Destiny 2. Like yeah, it's kind of mind boggling. <laughs> They really don't. They really are basically and Call of Duty and whatever Blizzard makes. <laughs> what was like Overwatch was Blizzard's like new game like three years ago or two years ago? Uh, twenty sixteen. Yeah, it's almost. It's been almost three years. Um, they announced a Diablo mobile game, but Ooh, of course, yeah. the entire that internet of, reacted. That yeah, got a lot of plus. <laughs> reacted very poorly to a that. Positive, so. A lot of positives on that one. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I think I think I've said what I wanted to say about it. Um, you know, again, I, I, I am generally like, well, you read that article, I don't, I don't, right? The, 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 are you the, talking about the, the one from the one? active the employee perspective, the ex employee. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, you t- retweeted an article about how things like this guy has, has been gone for like a year or two, I think. Um, and he basically did an expose about how the, uh, the company was run and I thought that he pointed out a lot of shitty things that that the company did to cut corners. Um, so, you know, I I think his article helped helped me believe that yeah, they probably ought to unionize. Like if they can, they get like I think it's time for game developers at big companies to unionize because we have seen the the stories about um, you know the the EA widows they called them. Or the EA wives, the uh, the people like the families that wanted their developers back because during crunch and crunch is now like the last six months or a year before a game comes out. You know, these people are working like 80 plus hour weeks and being encouraged to just like sleep at the at the studio and wake up and keep 
working and it's all, you know, a Rockstar infamously. Rockstar is another company that doesn't put out games very often, but when they do, they're like, you know, ridiculous sellers. But every time a Rockstar game comes out, there's usually some report about how the developers have been worked in the bone. And, and it's never anything where like people are required to. It's very reminiscent of Office Office Space Flair. You know, the 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 manager that like kept telling Jennifer Aniston, well, you're not required to wear flair, but you've only got six pieces of flair on. You know, it's it's the implication that maybe um, you won't have a job in the long run yeah. if you're, you're not, not a quote unquote team player. You don't seem as dedicated to this exactly. project as, as somebody else. And that's bullshit. And there's also the fact that, um, you know, and it, it's become increasingly more common that entire studios like okay here's a great example ea will buy a game studio a, a long-running game studio that has you know been making games for 20 years legendary games that people know they'll buy them they'll have them produce a game or two and if those games don't hold up uh they'll often just like lay the entire like basically destroy the studio just completely close the studio and you know, it's not uncommon for a game to get released and then the studio immediately gets closed. Not even relevant to how well the game is doing. They'll just like lay the people off immediately. Um, and, you know, that's that's a really volatile, hard uh, environment to live in. I've read articles from people who like worked in game development and then went and became accountants or, you know, got a quote unquote regular steady job because they couldn't hand handle the concern that they were going to be laid off at any time or, you know, that they were going to be in crunch mode half the time. So I don't, I think we should be able to get games. I think that we, we shouldn't, a, a game developer shouldn't have to work for like a little indie company um, and, and working paycheck to paycheck just to hope that you know they're not going to get laid off or have to work like 80 hour weeks that's the kind of thing that unions are good for i think there are a lot of negatives that can come out of unions um i won't go into that but you know sometimes they are required anyway i, th I feel like we've talked about that for long enough <laughs> all right anything else uh no that, that's that's pretty much it okay I want to hear from you now. All right. I've Mr. got a Mr. bunch Matt. of notes here and okay. the notes were dated uh, January 28th. So. Okay. All right. Let's, let's go. All right. It's if old I, news, if, but I'm into it. If I had a TV network, I would play 48 hours of Groundhog Day. The first day would happen on Groundhog Day. Then the right. next I would play everything at the same time as everything the day before. Commercials and all. <laughs> so it'd be just like the. the uh, yeah. The Christmas story, TNT. Yeah. But it would be 48 hours of it instead of 24 because it's Groundhog Day. Right. You know, you gotta, yes. Yeah. I, I fully approve. And then even on the third day, I would play like 10 minutes of the movie again just to, <laughs> just kidding, just to psych people out. <laughs> oh, it's cold outside. Um, oh, it's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? I'm getting. Did you, speaking of Groundhog Day, um, yeah. did you see that they're making a VR sequel yeah, to the I movie? Yeah, I saw that. That's really it, interesting. Was it on PlayStation though? Uh, I think so. Because I think it was like another developer. I can't remember. I think it was a known developer. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I want to say it is. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's across all. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a be sequel to the movie. 
Yeah, it's his son. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, I don't know, it's weird, but kind of cool. Uh, I'm getting really dumb, s- sentimental. Uh, things like the last few treats my mom bought for Spanky, like that's the last gift my mom gave him. Wow. Like, like I, I'm like, yeah. what I'm, I, I was telling a coworker, I probably end up, end up doing is I'm going to probably rebuy the treats and I'll just take the last one from the bag and put it in the new bag. And that way I'll just kind of like psychologically think that every one of them, any of them could yeah. be that, that treat. And so yeah. I can kind of keep that going. <laughs> um, I need to, I put a note, refer to Celine Sigal tweet you favorited. Uh, because what, what it was, was it was just a picture of Zach Galifianakis and him saying, it's a quote, destroy the idea that you have to be constantly working or grinding in order to be successful. Embrace the concept that rest, recovery, reflection are essential parts of the progress towards a successful and happy life. And so I put the note, hate when rich, successful people give advice about living life as if we all have the luxury. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah, you should. Yeah. Don't don't try to do you need to rest, recover and reflect. Blah, blah, blah. Motherfucker, you have the luxury to do that. And was I'm it, sure wait, before was it, you had that luxury, Zach? you didn't rest and recover and reflect. You, you said it was that gal in office yeah. that tweeted this. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking I fucking hate that shit too. I'm glad you brought it up. Celebrities, and you'll see that shit. And yeah, they'll they'll fucking like, "Oh, you got to it's all this just bullshit advice that is adv- is advice for people that have that luxury, like you said. And like you also pointed out, you know, if you watch any inter- any interview for any kind of uh, celebrity that is that has hit it big, they'll tell you about like their twenties usually, like from the time they were fifteen into their twenties, they worked their ass off and lived in like shitty apartments. And had to, was like, were like, and got like no sleep. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah, Not work, only that, but. Work like also three to jobs your point. to pay for the apartment or whatever in yeah. LA. Yeah. And poor people, you know, it really is not, it, it's under discussed the amount of barriers and and things that poor people have to deal with. Just from being poor. It's not just about like not having the money. It's about the decisions they have to make because they don't have the money. And uh, Jennifer was mentioning how like there was a, a I think a New York Times article that was uh, about um, decision. What's the word? Um, decision. Um, basically um, being tired from having to make too many decisions so that at the end of the day, poor people tend to make poorer decisions because they oh decision fatigue. Literally, like there is fatigue from having to agonize over you know, can I get my kid the new sneakers he needs because he has worn out his old sneakers? Uh, maybe if I do this, that, and the other, I can do it or not do it. You know, they just, whereas people like us, like, oh, yeah, luckily, you know, I have a good job. I've got good income. I don't have too many expenses. I can go and buy what I need as soon as I need it and not have to worry about that too much. Um, so, yeah, yes, I fucking hate celebrities that tweet that bullshit. Uh, tried to play Apex Legends. Too much shit going on, and the tutorial doesn't really help. Like, I is just, that where you left it? I figured you would have gotten back to it by now. Oh, don't worry. There's still this is in the timeline. Okay, so you're gonna. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember this part. Yeah. So, uh, I'm also playing Magic: The Gathering Arena. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I was curious about that. I got into playing that. Oh, it's garbage. I mean, like you said. Oh. Yeah. I mean, no, it's not garbage. But like you said, you got mana screw. So that oh, can yeah. be garbage. Yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, if you like magic, it's fun. You can play it. Yeah. I suspect it's a lot easier to get a draft going in that versus Hex. Yeah. Well, you just. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't loaded up Hex in like nine months. Ooh, uh, man. Maybe I, I keep expecting to hear about it being closed. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's funny. Uh, it's just canned responses. It's like canned, like, Friday updates or whatever. Like, it's just, it's bad. It's really, really oh, bad. I think it's just, I just on I just, autopilot I just, right now. I just typed in Hex TCG into Google. Yeah. And, you know, it has the top results. Yeah. Top result is browser. Second result is Reddit. Third result is dead. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I wouldn't even know it what has, the queue time is like to try to get a draft going in that game. Magic has, the Gathering has, Arena is a draft versus the AI. You draft versus the oh, AI, then you play against other people. Oh my god! So I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm totally sidetracked now. There are like <laughs> official posts on the subreddit, yeah, and they're all like zero downvotes. Like they're they're at zero. And so the top the top response to one of the Friday updates is is just a YouTube clip from Malcolm in the Middle of the kid saying I expect nothing and I'm still let down. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel I feel really bad about that. Like, like I keep thinking he should. I wish Corey would just sell off the property, but then people are like, Yeah, nobody wants to buy that. Why would anybody want to buy? And I was like, I don't know, man. I just feel like. If he wasn't so controlled about it, like this game could have been so much better if he would have just like tried to get it. I don't know. I just feel like there's something that could have been done. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it had so much promise and then it just, oh God, whatever. Uh, watching my hero, my hero academia, academia. Uh, I watched the first two seasons. I tweeted about this. I watched the first two seasons. They were, uh, dubbed. And then the third season is subbed. And it's like, oh. So yeah, that's my, really fucked up. That's really fucked up. Yeah. Like, I don't know do if, that? I don't know if some people said that I was reading up about it and they were saying like, yeah, usually uh, the, by the time they have, it's two episodes back on the dubbing. So I don't know if maybe Hulu, cause I was watching on Hulu, maybe Hulu hasn't got the, maybe the full season hasn't ended. So they haven't put the whole season. On. I mean, they have a season, I think a full season three on there. It's like 20 something episodes, but uh, yeah, it was like, ah, shit. I was so used to these voices. Cause I don't know, man. Like I was, I started watching it at, uh, while I was doing other stuff. So, and it, it was the first thing that started playing was the dub version. Cause apparently they split it off into two different episodes on Hulu. Hmm. So you have, so like, if you go look and they're like, that's why I was. I made a tweet about how it's like shown and jump or something because I looked and it said it had fifty episodes for season two, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And then I went to go look, and it was actually two. They were considered sub as one episode and dub as one episode, so there's only twenty five episodes. Fucking so I was like, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I got to. I I finished up the first two seasons. I'm like, okay, this is good. Oh, what the fuck? Why is this going into sub? Why is this sub now? Where's my I dub? Where's sub. my dub option? <laughs> I was like, maybe it's hidden somewhere. Maybe they figured out how to make it one episode. Uh, I wonder if so. it's a situation where, because I know that these days Crunchyroll, like one of their big 
cool things is that an episode will air in Japan and they've got relationships so that they can get a sub up like, yeah. the next day. And they kind of, it has to be that way because I remember when I was uh, watching Naruto or Bleach week to week, I would get it on some random ass website or not random, a specific website it's, where they would have the sub up like by the next morning or something. It's this so, episode like 300 of Naruto. Right. <laughs> or 600 of One Piece. So Shit. like that's that's who they're racing. So it was smart of Crunchyroll to realize that and, and get on that. So I wonder if that's the case with Hulu, because obviously it takes a lot longer to, to get a dub cast. In. Well, I mean, they have. I think it's done by Funimation, too, if I'm not mm. mistaken. I don't know. I, I'd i heard like I when I looked it up, people were like, here, you can watch this dub version here on the on this website. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to okay. go to it on a computer. That's for sure. But <laughs> Who knows what kind of shit I'll download. Um, well, that's fucked then. <laughs> yeah, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. I mean, I'll watch something else. Uh, I want to get super analytical when people ask me jokes. Why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Can you tell me more about the scenario here? Uh, like, is What's it a two-lane road? road? What's on either side? Is there a sale happening? Perhaps a Black Friday is happening. I don't know. What? What you got to tell me, like, what's on there, the chicken side, right? And what's on the right. other side? There might be there might be foxes. I mean, you got. To, and is there heavy traffic? What am I looking? How at? can you dare ask me why this chicken is crossing the road, and that's the only information you give? Yeah, how, you how dare you? How dare not you? enough information to figure out this problem? <laughs> uh, current political climate makes Paw Patrol transform. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Current political climate makes Paw Patrol transform into a cartoon about dogs keeping cats from entering their city. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess that was like, like that's how like you take the current political climate and they try to write it into a, an episode of Paw Patrol. And it's like, dogs are like, no cats are coming. We're going to build a wall to keep these We're cats build out. build a wall. <laughs> No, it's good. They're they're gonna build a moat of water. That'll keep them out. Yeah, uh, I watched. We're gonna build a moat of water, and the cats are gonna pay for it. <laughs> make the cats pay for it. Uh, I watched Russian Doll. Oh, did you? Oh, so have you watched all of it? Yeah, I watched all of it. Okay, it's like not bad, but didn't really yeah. make much sense. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Well, I mean, it's only like eight episodes, right? They're like eight uh, thirty-minute episodes. Ten episodes, I think. Okay, are they? But yeah, I mean. It, it, yeah, thirty minutes. Okay. I mean, or twenty, like twenty-five, whatever. I like it, like it's made for commercials or some shit. I don't know. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, but it it was it was it was okay. It's it's just like you you're like what the, at the end of it you're like what oh, oh, what 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 happened what was what took place I don't oh. know. Hmm. Um, I watched uh, Umbrella. Academy. Yeah. How's that one? Oh, uh, oh, man. It was good. Look, Justin, if I told you some stuff, it would probably, it would, it would, it would like, it'd spoil stuff. Right. So it's like, I can't, I can't really express my like true emotions towards, towards the show without reflecting probably some spoiler. Right. I mean, I'm not saying, look, I, with the, and, uh, do you know the premise of it? Yes. It seemed kind so of you know, like 
they took uh like they they basically stole a bunch of kids when they he were doesn't born steal kids. right he doesn't steal kids he buys them he at least purchases them oh okay so he right. pays he pays good money for these children <laughs> yeah well the the thing is is that they're not they the technically you could say that they don't really have a physical they don't really have a connection with the kids in the first place because all these people got pregnant in one day oh. and just had these kids weird and it, it, what's weird about it is like so I'm gonna, I I am going to it's it's a it's a spoiler but not a spoiler like he starts off telling you that I think like there were 40 something kids uh-huh. that were, were that were born that day but you don't ever find out anything about the other ones like the, you only follow the seven mm. like I'm all like Throughout the whole series, I'm like, are we going to talk about like maybe the other kids that were born that day? Like, right? Like, what's going on in this world where we like, don't talk? Like, you gave us a number. Powers. You gave yeah. us a number. You you clearly were alluding to like, there's more kids than this. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't, whatever, man. Whatever. I, is this? I had a lot of issues with it. Yeah. Um. I mean, not to say that I didn't watch every episode and was enjoying every episode, but it was just sure. like, there's so many like, unex- like you don't explain stuff. Like you don't, you just like put me in a story, you built a world, but you didn't bother to fill out the entire world. You just bothered to fill out the world that I'm in right now. Like mm. the, the, the story that I'm in. So I don't right. know. I, um, uh, uninstalled apex legends. <laughs> Not, <laughs> It's not fun by yourself, and if you do have fun, it's like once out of every ten matches. Mm. And that was like uh, this is like is, would this would this be like the the battle royale royale game that you really put the most time into? Like this would effectively be your first battle royale game? No, I played uh I played PUBG with Hatredy. Oh, okay. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I would have played more, but that was around the time when my mom got diagnosed and everything. So right, right. Um. I would have definitely played more PUBG if I would have had the opportunity, but uh, no apex legends is, I think it's fun if you play because so apex legends, you can't play solo. Um, You can only play in squads of three. So if you're like me and like uh, Erica is like off playing with her friends, Mm -hmm. uh, I had Hawkinson play like once. uh, And then I had uh, Jmar 84. His name is like, Jack me Hoffer or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I played a game with him, but it's just, I mean, like if, unless you have like two other committed, like shooter people that know, you know, that are communicating and stuff. Like, it's not really that much fun. Like it's just, you run like there's no communication. People are going their own way. Like nobody's talking about, Hey, let's loot over here. Let's go this way. I hear gunfire. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's just people just, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing something bad. I don't know. I, like I don't, I'm trying to get up loot and stuff and people are just running off somewhere. Like I'm like, are, are we good on looting? I guess it's okay. I guess I'll settle with what I got. Like, and I don't know. Uh, so tonight I installed it again, obviously. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't, I just, I, I want to, I have, I have some fun, but then I, but it's rare when I get into a team that's communicative, like mm-hmm. I got in a, I got in one where, you know, they were really talking to me and helping me out. And they're like, uh, come on, Matt, go this way. And I was like, okay. Cause my name is outlandish Matt in the game. Mm-hmm. So like Matt, follow us. We're going, we're going into this fight. And I'm like, okay. And so, I mean, but 
one guy, of course, and then, um, uh, you know, uh, be wary of what I'm about to say. Uh, like this, we were dropping into a city. And so I broke off to go loot like this other part. And the guy was all like, buy you fucking nigger, you piece of shit. Wow. More loot for us. And I, and I was like, what the fuck? Jesus I was all like, what? What? Uh, and then like, he just ran off and, and, and trolled me and this other guy, basically he just abandoned us. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just, you get stuff like that kind of shit. And it's just so put off. Yeah. He's just like, I, I wish I had two other friends that wanted to play apex legends, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Cause I, and I, what was it? I, I can't remember if, if it was on Twitter, if you might've made this statement or it was a pro, it was a profound statement where somebody was like multiplayer is, is you putting your faith and happiness with other people. Like, or you're putting your, you know, it's just basically saying that you're depending on other people to make you happy at that point mm. when you're playing multiplayer, because if other people aren't doing the shit to help you win, then it's not, you're not having fun. You're, you're like frustrated or something. Mm-hmm. So that's why single player games are like, should be more you, people should play single player games more because <laughs> that way it's all on you you know you can't get mad mm-hmm. but i don't know i i want to enjoy it i like the i like the fun and the rush of it when i get in fights and actually like do some good but then it's just frustrating when there's not any communication and like i don't know i don't know yeah I don't know. yeah anyway. i've thought about i mean you know it's free so if i was like yeah eh, but and I think I it's on, I think it's on the consoles too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's on, it's on like basically everything except for the Switch. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. The Battle Royale concept has never drawn me in. I don't yeah. like the idea of, especially when PUBG got, came out and it got popular. I looked at that and I was like, okay, so here's a game where I could run around for 30 minutes and then die. Yeah. Um, or, the other thing that put me off was a lot of people apparently like you could just go gear up and like sit in a bathroom and that that's like like yeah. a good strategy to get to the last end of the game and I'm like that that that's not fun. There's nothing fun right. about that. You're just gonna sit there for I don't know twenty thirty minutes uh, yeah. and you know kill whoever might come near you. Like I, I've always hated camping in games. That's one reason I've. Uh, liked Overwatch so much is because like there's there's the way that game plays is does not allow for much camping. So yeah, that's always just that put me off uh, in uh, PUBG Fortnite. It seems like you can't do that as much, but I don't know. It just I don't I didn't really want to get into whole all the building weird oh, shit yeah. like that. And then Apex Legends seems like it, if I was gonna play a battle royale, it would be, definitely be that game, especially because I like the whole champion hero thing yeah. where everybody uh, has like special abilities. But even then it's like, eh, I don't know. I'd rather, you know, play something else. You know, I've got, right. I've got a long line of games I need to get to oh, yeah. go play smash or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with anything you said. <laughs> it's garbage. Yeah. I just, I, it, it, like I could probably have fun if I was playing with two other people that talked and were friends and stuff like that. But yeah. As just a solo person, like it is like the worst game. And like it's not even like it's not even like fully developed because like I swear, I don't know if maybe it's me. I don't know, maybe somebody out there listening could be like, "Oh, you need to go here," but when you go look at your sound options, like it is garbage. Like hmm. it is like 
the basics of basics. Like I can control my master volume and, st- and some, some stuff, but I can't like, I can't do like overwatch where I can set up two different devices, one to listen and one to talk. Mm. Um, cause I would like to be able to, uh, and, and like the audio is like so buggy for my headphones. Like mm. it's just like, it's directional, I guess. So like if I turn even slightly away from the sound, it's like off. Oh. Like I have to like just move, move my character around and stuff. And to get even a emo- I'll be like, is somebody above me below me? I don't, I don't know. Like to the left, to the right. how far away are they? I can't really tell with these sounds. And like, there's just, I don't know. It just seemed kind of, kind of just thrown together. I guess I was like, okay, I could see why this is free to play. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it, it, it can be fun when like I was, um, I was, uh, I had heard a couple of sounds above me and I was playing this guy named Gibraltar and he's like a tank guy and he has the ultimate ability to call in an airstrike, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because two different people have two different airstrikes, but, huh. uh, I called in an airstrike and since they were above me, like it just knocked, it knocked two of them down, two of the three squad members down. Nice. But because my team was off doing whatever the fuck they were doing, like nobody was able to help me like kill Follow off up. those people. Yeah. And so basically they just revived themselves and then they killed us. Yeah. Cause I was like, I hear, I was like, guys, I hear two people above me. And then, so I called in the airstrike and they were off like wherever the fuck they were at and it knocked them down. And I was like, guys, I knocked, I knocked two down. And none of them come over and basically they just ran around and then they jumped on top of us. Like, okay, that was cool. So I don't know, man, it's just putting your faith in other people online, especially. Yeah. uh, Can be, uh, could is probably a a recipe for, for just disappointment. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think anything else, anything else. No, no. Man, I'm looking. Oh, watched. Uh, me and John went and saw Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, I saw you tweet about that. Uh, man, you should really go see that movie. I've seen it. Oh, okay. Did you like it? I liked it. I didn't like it as much as I expected to, or or huh. as much as everyone else did. Like people really liked that movie. Um, I don't know if it's just because I've seen enough superhero movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which is weird to say because it's definitely a unique story. Um, I can't put my finger on it. I didn't dislike it by any means. I, I liked right. the movie. There were and there were. I especially like. I think the the best sequence is Spoilers, um, by the way. in the. I'm trying to be semi non spoilery. Is Spoilers, when by the way. certain people break into a lab. Like that whole sequence was excellent, start to finish. Yeah, including a little reveal about halfway through with a with a character. So. Well, the dialogue was really good. Yes, yes. Uh, the dialogue was good, and there's a lot, there's some like really quick comedy beats in there. But like for example, I thought Spider Pig was an annoying yeah. character. I didn't think he ever yeah. did said anything funny or clever, and uh, so like that was disappointing. Um, I wish they had done a little more. Like, I wish they had built out a few of the other alternate reality Spider man's a little yeah. more made them more interesting instead of two-dimensional but you know i mean like it, it was good but i don't know i, mean, I didn't I'm even get the whole uh manga version yeah well you know i looked her i looked them up and they're all from real comics huh. um didn't make any I, sense really to me 
Yeah, she didn't feel like a Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking robot. Like, yeah. Okay. Future deems it where people can build a fucking mech. Okay. Like, there's nothing special. I'm sorry. Like, I hate it when, like, you have that kind of stuff because it's like, um, steel for Superman. Uh, so what? Nobody else can build a fucking steel outfit. Like, I mean, technology. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Of course, if that was the case, I'd be pissed at Iron Man. Like, right? Nobody can build fucking Iron Man suit. I don't know. It just, I, I didn't, I didn't, and like, so spoilers on that part, like towards the end, like her mech gets destroyed and it's supposed to be sad. And I'm like, she can just build a fucking other one. Right. What the fuck? What was, was the spider's okay. That, I thought the spider was the whole big thing in that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about the fucking mech. She can just build, it'd be like me crying every time Diva blew up her mech in the ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> no, she can just get another one. If I can build another mech. And there was a scene that made that me and John laughed about where I think it was like they go and they go to uh, Aunt May's house and she's like, let me show you some stuff. And she just like kicks open the back door. And me and John were like, what the fuck? Why would she, why would she right. kick open her own door? Like I get, you want to be dramatic and everything, but she just like fucking hauls off and just kicks the door open. I was like, what the fuck? Who would do that to their door? Yeah. Yeah. Why do, why why does she have to be badass? Why does she have to be like, I've been preparing for this? And then uh I was like, John, Aunt May looks like uh home improvement mother. And he's like, damn, she does. So if you watch that movie, compare Aunt May to the mom <laughs> from Home Improvement. Because uh? <laughs> she looks exactly like the mom from Home Improvement, just with like gray hair. Wow. But uh yeah, uh, I did like, uh, I like the music. I really like the music and that mm. it, I thought it flowed really well with the, with the movie. I'll, you know, I'm not much for hip hop, uh, yeah. but I appreciated it as an alternate soundtrack. I, th- I yeah. you know, I'm, I've had, I've, I've heard enough symphonic, uh, Marvel soundtracks and, or superhero soundtracks to be, you know, it's, it was different and I, and it, and it fit. So I liked right. it for that. Yes. Well, it definitely, it definitely came off, uh, man, I don't know how to say it, but it definitely come off. Urban. Like this was, yeah. This was supposed to be an urban Spider-Man. I, I don't sure. want to say urban, yeah. Spider-Man, but it was a, it was supposed to be a Spider-Man for the black culture, I guess I should right. say. Right. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to approach that where I don't come off as like a racist guy or something like saying, no, uh, yeah. I made I the observation I've- as a white male that uh <laughs> the the spider the the spider boy was uh boy african american uh, you call him boy yeah he was a boy oh well <laughs> i guess you're making a reference to that slang for like racism yeah but like but yeah it's like uh, he uh you know i mean uh and like they were like oh we gotta have the uh uh what i don't know uh the mom I don't want to, I don't want to be like ignorant of like, but she had an accent of like a Cuban or uh, what would you call that region? Oh, um, is there like, would you like, I don't want to say Puerto Rican not, or Cuban, yeah, but it's, there it's has a, to be like a, I mean, she, she's Latina or, yeah. or yeah. Yeah. Latin, Latin America, I think. Yeah. But I was just, it was like, I mean, I enjoy like, I, oh man, it, it, I felt really bad spoilers again. Uh, when when the when the main Spider Man died, 
Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, that's one thing that kind of set me off. Um, yeah. I, I, I guess I should be happy as someone who, you know, one thing I don't <laughs> like about superhero stuff is that they're always in danger and then they always make it out. Uh, but it felt really weird the yeah. way that went down. <laughs> like, oh, really? He's, this is how he dies? Like, just like that, huh? Okay, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I felt, I was all like, okay. I, I And I had saw uh, a clip of that scene where uh, he's at the, at the, at the gravesite or whatever. And the other one sneaks up on him. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe he comes back to life. Like right. maybe he, you know, he faked his death to hide like, or to protect uh, Mary Jane or something. I don't know. Like, and I was like, Oh no. Okay. It's just going to be another Spider-Man. All right, cool. Yeah. I liked old Spider-Man. I liked old depressed Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting take. Yeah. I mean, Oh God, I do like the idea. Cause it would, it would probably be a major struggle to think about a superhero having kids, you know, cause that's way yeah. more, that's way that, you know, it's one thing to have a, uh, a partner that you're sharing your life with. It's another to bring a totally defense, a defenseless kid into the world. Yeah. It's going to be the target of like yeah. criminals and stuff. Yeah. Um, Oof. but yeah, it was really weird to me. Like I didn't under, whatever, man, like the whole, the whole kingpin, like he was having a party and Mary Jane was there. It was like, but Mary Jane would fucking know that kingpin doesn't have any, like what Peter, Peter Parker never told Mary Jane, man, I just got in a fight with fucking kingpin tonight. Like, why would she be at this? I I don't understand. Like, and everybody would have known like Peter uh, kingpin was a, a villain. I don't what I don't, this world didn't make sense. <laughs> Anyways, I did enjoy it. But it uh, looks great and had good good choreography. Yeah, and I'm gonna try to. Me and John, I think we're gonna try to see Alita. Oh, okay. So Have to let me know how that is. I mean, I hear mixed. I mean, I hear decent things. I hear very mixed things. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. Uh, that's all we got. Okay. For, for this episode, I guess. Like this is an email, you can do so at letter at outlandishpodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash outlandishpodcast. You can follow us on Twitter, outlandishcast. You can follow me, outlandishmatt. You can follow Jeremy, outlandishjerry. You can follow Justin at outlandishbeats. Thanks for listening to episode 408, and we will catch you in 409, hopefully sooner than this episode was. Yes. We'll catch you in 409. Bye. Bye. Say, right, there you go. say thank you for listening to Outlandish. Thank you, Outlandish. Good enough.